so hello welcome back welcome back to episode 20 of everyday being um i'm here i'm good steve you're here how are you um not so good but i've still got problems oh. in my back but um but i'm okay myself it's just that just trying to deal with this uh not being able to sit down for very long and having disrupted sleep and so on but you know other than that um good and it's been a good test of all the stuff we've talked about <laughs> <laughs> and probably what we'll talk about today will be here very, yeah, very relevant uh the very relevant distinction that i've been living into and uh and exploring from that perspective of when you're in you know struggling a bit physically uh what what's it helpful to understand and 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 sort of how to relate to that experience so that that's been that's been quite a rich area of exploration even though i wish i didn't have the the problem that i'm dealing with but um but there you are that's what that's what i've been dealt with at the moment yeah and, and look i if you if you can as we go through today's conversation actually look if we if you can talk about some of the things that you're going through at the minute because it's pretty damn painful having a significant impact on you so actually that's a you know really really honest and great example of you know how can we come from our sense of being when actually from a well in this case physical health isn't great you know that is a proper yeah. test isn't it you know oh, absolutely yeah yeah that's the that's where the rubber hits the road, as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so oh, I will bring that out as we go through. I'll, I will relate a bit to, uh, yeah, how how it's been helpful and still the ongoing sort of struggle at, at times with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll look, for, look forward to, to you uh, bringing that to life despite how difficult it is at, at the minute. Um, so thanks once again for, for joining us um thank you to those people who got in touch following the last episode where we were talking about who we are being and how we create who we are being um we've already here heard some wonderful examples of people already having to play around with their document and thinking about what steve hardison was encouraging in terms of that the process and and the questions you're looking to to answer there so it's been already amazing to to hear some some stories so so if uh if you've had a go in whatever scale because remember we did encourage as well that you don't have to do it in totality you can just sort of break it down in in different ways but we would just be you know so appreciative and so grateful to hear any any insights or any stories so please please get in touch um, today's episode in many ways um, actually is, is in a little bit based on the feedback that we've got from that episode. So today we're going to be talking about creating versus reacting. Um, and we're going to break it break it down. We're going to start with, with reacting, which our hypothesis is, is that actually that's probably the, the most prevalent state that that we in society have is that we're always reacting to things and as ever we'll give some sort of you know what what we think that means and then look for some good examples of how we bring bring that to life so we'll look at the sort of prevalent state 
And then we'll look at the creation or the creative part of it, which we think is more strongly linked to our sense of being, coming from who we are, coming from that inner core, us without the wounds, us without putting barriers in place that we talked about last time round. And again, trying to bring that to, to life through those simple examples, but showing how the power of creation as opposed to the the approach of reacting to things can, again, as we always say, have just a, such a profound difference on our happiness and well-being. So ultimately, hopefully today's episode, thinking about creating versus reacting, is once again just bringing to life how uh, a guide to the inner happiness that we have can just have such a powerful impact on us. So Steve, do you want to sort of just kick us off and and, and think about uh, us when we're reacting? Yeah, and just, I guess, just what was coming to mind as you were saying that thing up is that also, it's interesting because like you mentioned last time, worked on that document uh, some time ago and then I recently just engaged a, a a coach actually off the back of that in a sense of someone called Steve Chandler who's written loads of lots of really interesting books around coaching is very well known in the coaching field and but I really engaged him because I was thinking well you know I've done my document and everything and uh, life's working really well and but I'm thinking well I'm 55 now and I don't know how long I want to sort of continue working, but I sort of feel like <clears throat> um, I'm still in that creative mode in a sense. I'm still sort of thinking, okay, well, what do I want to create for the next sort of chapter of my life? And, um, and you know, I obviously really value coaching. And so I thought, actually, I'm, I'm going to reach out to, to Steve Chandler because I thought he'd re- sort of retired, but it, it, he sort of had, but he's still doing a little bit of coaching. Anyway, we've, we've engaged and I've engaged him around Steve, help me create the next, I don't know, 15, 20 years of my sort of working life. So this topic, in a way, is really current for me about not just living life and reacting to things, but really thinking about, okay, what am I looking to sort of create as I as I sort of move forward? So as we've started to do that, and he's been sort of sending me various things sort of connected to that. So um a big sort of shout out to him in a way because I think he's really sort of stimulated this and it really builds on a lots of the things you and I have sort of spoken about through the podcast but yeah I mean coming back to reacting I think <clears throat> it's really interesting because I suppose the distinction is that when we're it's very natural for us to sort of be reacting to things because you know in a sense we're we're sort of we're having a we're physical beings having a psychological experience in a sense, you know, so we're physically moving and interacting in the world. And as Sydney Banks said, you know, life's a contact sport. So you're dealing with challenges and difficulties and other people and, and so on. And of course, as we've talked about a lot, our experience really is, is completely what goes on in our own head. So the thinking we have and the state of mind that we're in and the way that we perceive things. And so it's very it's very natural for us, I think, to to at times be reacting to things that are happening to us. And I suppose in a way, what we've been pointing to is saying, actually, our experience doesn't really happen from the outside in. It's much more about 
that what's going on in our own mind and the thinking that we have that really determines the way that we're we're perceiving things. And so in a sense, reacting, when we're acting it from the everyday being perspective, it's saying, well, that in a sense is the story we tell ourselves. So as something happens to us, we very easily and very naturally start to tell a story about that. Oh, well, I, this is, you know, something might happen. And we go, well, that wasn't what I was expecting to happen. I sort of did this, so I thought this would happen. Or um, we have expectations about how people should be. So we start to say, well, that was a bit disrespectful in the way that the, the person said that. So our thinking is constantly sort of creating a story in a sense. And as we've talked about before, when we often, when we say I am, which is the sort of essence of being, we might say I am anxious or I am stressed. Um, in a way, if you carry that on from what we've been saying, it's saying, well, I am stressed because of my thinking. I am anxious because of the thinking that I have. Well, I am happy about this situation because of the thinking that I have. So the the thinking that we have and that we experience is in effect becomes the story of our life, becomes the way that that we have our moment to, to moment experience. And <clears throat> it, I think it's really important to say that the reacting is a very natural thing to happen because we don't control our thoughts our feelings, our emotions, how all of that plays out, then in effect, there's always going to be times where we're reacting to things because we're at the effect of something that we don't really control. You know, we don't really control the circumstances of what happens, but we also don't control the thoughts, the feelings and the emotions that, that sort of come up. So I think it's really important to, you know, recognise that, that reaction is a very natural part of life but that if we're not careful if we don't see that if we don't notice oh this is something that I'm creating this or, or, or rather this is something that's being created through my thinking the risk is we just go with the story thinking it's real rather than seeing the made-up nature of it based on the thinking that we actually have. And I think the problem then you see is that it, if you start to live in that reactive state, you sort of feel like constantly a victim of circumstances and things out of your mm. control. Mm. I think it naturally leads you a bit to, or well, I need to control this. I need to control these circumstances because they're, there at times they're really overwhelming me, which of course is really impossible because you invariably don't control those things. So then we get, like we've said before, you can get over-invested, over-invested in the way that things should be and the, and the way that we want the future to be. And I think the language it leads to, often which are the telltale signs of it, is when we get caught in, well, it should be like this. It yeah. shouldn't be like that. Yeah, people should do more of this. People should do more of that, and um, and a real one, I think, the real ch channel is, oh, this is unfair. This is unfair, which yeah. means, of course, we've we've brought a judgment to it, and 
we're then living our we're living in relation to that experience through that judgment we're fighting reality in a way and so that i think is is often what happens from that reactive place and then we can come on in a moment and talk about okay the the antidote to that is the then stepping into the creation which is more into the being but let me stop there and just say you know does that resonate for you or do you have any thoughts or experiences of that just in terms of what what you notice around reacting yeah I'm almost saying thinking I spend the vast majority of my working life reacting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess typically because the role that I'm in, I'm frequently having to solve problems. That's happened. What are we going to do? That's the situation. What are, what are we going to do? And it yeah. manifests itself in a range of different ways, isn't it? From, from I don't know, process problems or... In the, in the reality for me more like relationship problems um yeah. between others and then sometimes actually kind of with with it me um i've had something in work this week where i've got really emotional um about the behavior of an individual um and and if i'm, I'm honest i'm absolutely reacting to their behavior and my expectations to come back to our language of expectations versus agreements of well they shouldn't say that they shouldn't behave in that way um and i mean yeah i do yeah and yeah i'm even slightly embarrassed to say but i'll go with it because you know that's the spirit of this podcast isn't it that actually some parts of it i'm like actually <laughs> don't, don't they know my job <laughs> I'm kind of like, how how dare they behave like, like that to me with my job? I don't do this very often, but you can't you can't speak to me like that. <laughs> oh God, that's really embarrassing that I've said that out loud in pub in public. But it but Steve, it's honestly true. Yeah. Um and so, you know, uh, maybe I'm a bit of a fraud. Here we are in, in episode 20 of our, our podcast series talking about the benefits of creating where actually I spend a huge amount of my time in in, in reacting. So look, it it resonates with, with me. Um, and, and I think actually it's that language that resonates as well that, you know, shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know, inappropriate. It's, you know, it's mm. full, full of full of judge judgments there. Mm. So yeah, I I I I look at that and think, well, it's 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 kind of like a big concept, but actually think about the way that it plays out, yeah, day in day out for many of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it, <laughs> I'll confess mine as well because I think the, you know, with this issue in my back, which just sort of means that if I sort of sit down, I get sort of pain in my hip, and I can lie down for about in bed at four or five hours and I'm waking up so as I mentioned to you I, you know I've not slept I don't know for six weeks or more I've not had a really good night's sleep and I have to be up and walking around really early and and so on and at times you know I, where I'm really I can feel myself reacting to that and you know what what you know what if this just continues you know can I can I cope with this if this just continues and this feels so unfair I you know, I walk, I walk every day, I go to the gym twice a week, yeah. I sort of try and look after myself generally, you know, I'm not obsessive about it. But so it's very easy to feel like, well, this is really unfair. And I see lots of other people that are way less 
how the me and they seem to be walk, walking around, sitting around, lying around and, and feeling fine. So, but I think that's the, I think all through what we talked about over the whole podcast really has been, well, I mean, this isn't trying to, this isn't, it really isn't a prescription of this is how you should live and this is the thoughts you no. should have and this is what the experience should be. I think that's the trap in a way, but it's just saying, you know, is there an opportunity to, to notice that, you know, to be aware of that? And you know, that's certainly for me, I catch myself on a little bit of a spiral with it. And then I go, okay, but do I, do I want to, do I want to do that? Like, you know, I can sort of think, well, I can really see with it, actually, it's really interesting how each day I know certain things that are likely to happen. <laughs> uh, like even stupid things like in the morning, I can't put my socks on properly because like to bend is just really, really painful because it's, it's sort of seized up overnight. So if I think about that, there's an accumulation. Oh, not again, not again. But then. If I really yeah. break it down, I go, well, is it painful when it happens? Yeah, absolutely. Is it is it painful? But was it painful yesterday? Yeah. Was it painful that it yeah? Was it painful the day? Yeah. So in a way, it is what it is, in that that I have the pain in that moment and and then I don't. But I can get up, I can move and and sort of so on. So I can really see with it if I as soon as I project that into the future and who knows how long it's going to take to sort out whatever if i project into the future i could really get myself in a really reactive victim frame of mind but yeah. if i just deal with it daily then i'm just dealing with it daily and i've dealt with it for weeks now and so i can just deal with it and if i just deal with it in the moment it keeps it keeps it where it is which is in that moment yeah um whereas if i go back over it then i expand it and um you know and then it becomes a bigger a sort of bigger thing so i think it's <clears throat> i think it's really i think it's really helpful to the 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 creative bit then for me is that we we neutralize the story in a sense. So I think it's saying that we have our story and we have the thinking about that, that situation, that, that that's okay. We react to things because of the nature of our thinking, which is outside of our conscious control uh, most of the time, let's be honest. So in a way then it's saying, well, the reaction that we have and the thinking we have is not really the problem if we just see it for what it for what it is but we can sort of neutralize it by just being aware of it and that awareness i think is really key because if we can really see okay that is the story i'm telling myself but also it it's that <coughs> um it doesn't mean that then there isn't something we might need to deal with. So I don't think this is just saying, well, therefore, if it's just the story you tell yourself, then you don't need to do anything. Now, sometimes that's right. But sometimes, like if you've got someone like in your situation where there's someone that's perhaps acting inappropriately against company value or whatever, you know, it still says, 
oh no, you might need to deal with that. But I think the creative bit then is, is, is asking the question, say, okay, that's the story I have. And can I see that's the story I have and the thinking I have and, and so on. And that's fine to be aware of that. And then say, okay, how do you want to be in relation to yeah. this situation? Yes. How do you want to be in relation to that person? What would, how would you like to be in relationship to that person to be able to deal with this issue that you might be having with each other? Or uh, how, how do you want to be in the way that you respond to this situation where there's a difficulty sort of that coming up? And I think it, it sort of shifts you then from that sort of victim mindset um, much more into the the that the only thing you can we can really take ownership for is the the way that we're being in relation yeah. to that that situation and that's the yeah. that's that's then the creative part yeah. and it's much more it's much more empowering in a way because it's <clears throat> it's not living through your story it's actually living through your creation how do i want to create from this part yeah or the, in from in this situation and of course the reality is this is when you think of it we're always creating anyway even, even if we live with our story we're still creating we're just creating from a bad place often yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah by reacting to someone <clears throat> or you know, for me, if I'm <clears throat> if I'm reacting to all my thinking, oh my God, this may never sort itself, and it might go on for forever. You know, whatever I can, I can, I can, I can react to it, and that I then create a huge experience off the back of that. But it's not mm -hmm. a very fulfilling experience, and it's certainly not one that's a compelling in terms of um, me moving forward in a in a positive way. Yeah, and. So I think, you know, in a way, we're always we're always creating. It's just are we creating from reaction or are we creating from being? And I suppose all the things we've been talking about is about being. And our last podcast episode was was really all about how do you shift it yeah. by that act of creation. Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> This is a bit hypothetical. Maybe you, maybe you want to even ask me a question about this, Steve. So I'm, I'm reflecting on that in, incident this this week about how somebody was, re, how I reacted to somebody's reactions and what came came from mm. there. I guess if I really push myself and say, was I being a great boss? Was I being a great leader? Probably, probably not. If I'm if I'm really honest, what I had in front of me was a problem that I wanted to solve in my own way and wanted to be right. Like I was, was well-intended. There was nothing you know malicious or negative about it. It was just a problem. Now, if I think about the other person's, what, what you know, their actions, I'm sure they were coming from a good place as well, that they were trying to solve a, a problem. Yeah. Um, we just had different views of the way to solve the problem. And actually I wanted to be right. So yeah. actually if, if my, and it's not on my document about being a great boss or being a great leader, but 
uh, yeah, I'm, what is on there is trying to make a difference. So if I could, if I squinted, I could say, well, I was trying to make a business, uh, make a difference because it was a business issue and I'm solving it. So I'm making it, making a difference and, you know, it's people related. So therefore it's making relation, uh, making a difference to people. But actually I'm really, really honest. That wasn't where I was coming from. So mm. that, that's probably a really good example of, of me reacting and me reacting not in in line with my inner core and inner sense of being. Right, right, yeah. And where, <clears throat> if you reflect on it, where were you coming from? And where did you sense on reflection? Don't. I don't I don't know I'm I'm not even sure I was I mean it was very subconscious I was very much yeah look I'd I'd say my I saw look I was in the moment thinking about a problem so in one sense of being I'd go tick that box I think I had a quiet mind and yeah that was that was the wisdom that came to me at the time and you know Mm. look I think it's a pretty good solution to the problem we had in front of us so you know um so you know i guess some elements of the things that we were talk about i'd say okay well you know look i'm coming from that but i probably was coming from a higher sense of needing to be right um probably trying to be a directive decisive leader to move a point point forward yeah um whether that hmm, that's a good point i i i maybe there was a moment that i thought that's what i need to be in this situation now looking at it back that i was trying to be decisive and directive right when actually i could have i could have done i could have done that in a different way but i was coming from a very tactical operator le- level which I'm not entirely sure either A is my role or B the situation required. Because the other person's yeah. yeah, the other person's viewpoint is valid. It's just different to mine. You know, it yeah. would have been a good answer. Actually, if I was coming from a sense of of being and coming from a place of how do how do I lead the organization? How how do I become a great boss? You know, I talk about amazing relationships. I'm not sure I was really nurturing an amazing relationship there. Um, well, the, the, I could have absolutely come from a place of you know, opening and creating and say, okay, what, what do others think? How do, how should we move this yeah. forward? What do great options look like? I'm not mm. necessarily saying they need to be questions. I think that's a good way to go. But quite frankly, I had an absolute investment in the outcome right. <laughs> to come back to our investment involvement yeah. model. Um, and no one, no wonder it's. You know, I'll come back to the, to the phrase I use. I think I said I had emotional reaction. Well, I had an emotional reaction because I had absolute investment into an outcome, yeah. and was highly involved in it. So therefore, <laughs> the emotion kicks in, and yeah. I do go through that roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good example of how. <laughs> I think it's a really good example of. Yeah, you know, it's really helpful to do the work on our being and, you know, like you and I both described in the last one, you come up with 
what that looks like. But I think it's also, I think something else we've touched on before is this this idea, this Toltec idea of the book of law that we get given through life, you know, from the day we're born, we're given our name and we're given our language and we're given our morality and we're told about what's good and what's bad and what's right and what's wrong and what gets rewarded and what gets punished and, and so on and so on. So we get sort of domesticated into that into that book of law, which becomes our beliefs and our judgments and our expectations, actually. I think that's the, for me, those are the three key things where our thought plays out, judgments about ourselves and others, expectations of the way we should be, the way life should be, the way other people um, should be. Um, And then beliefs, the the, the beliefs that come off the back of that. And I, I think it's, it's really helpful to understand that because I think that so much of our thinking, like you said, is so automatic and it's so fast that it, which of course it's informed by that book of law because, and it's, you know, because it's been inextricably linked to it for, for many, many, many years. And so it's quite sort of well ingrained in a way. Um, and you know, someone today I was doing a session with some um with this um partner, uh partner of a law firm, and she was she's in Beijing. And we were talking about some of the stuff we talked about on the podcast to do with sort of mental health. And she said, Oh, do you think she said it's really interesting? She said, because I'm quite experienced at what I do, sort of know I'm good at what I do, I've been successful at what I've done. But she said, in some ways, I feel more fearful or insecure than I've ever felt, really, even though in many ways I'm more secure because I've got a track record of success and and so on. And she said, you know, do you think that's an age thing? She was saying, do you think that's an age thing? (laughs) And I said, well, I'm not sure it's age as such. I think it's that as we get older, our thinking could become a bit more fixed. So I think that sort of what I was saying about the book of law, I said, you know, that that gets a little bit more, if you're not careful, that gets a bit more cemented, a bit more grounded in in the way that we're we're sort of living. And you see that, um, you know, like young children are very different to that. They have their thinking and it comes and goes a lot more, whereas often for people, they get a bit more fixed in their in their thinking about things. So I said, I think it's just a sort of aspect of that in a way but I think then the that work on being in a way so that document that we talked about is sort of you've got to be careful with it I think in a way because one it can be a rod that you beat yourself up with (laughs) because you're not you're not being that but also it doesn't recognize that that has to be an ongoing creation an ongoing evolution and that that sometimes working out or being aware of the things that that get in the way of that those beliefs judgments expectations i think sometimes that takes a long time to 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 really be more conscious and aware of those things Mm. because they they sort of show up 
in different situations a bit like you've just described really of going oh my god i just noticed i just got invested in the outcome well that will be yeah. because of something in your beliefs about yourself or beliefs about the situation or your expectations you know that that will be that will be there and of course that will always that there will always be there in the background so yeah. i think partly i think it's really it's a really nice description of rather than just think oh my god i wasn't true to myself and blah 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 and we can beat ourselves up and that becomes another um part of your book of law you know, yeah, 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 yeah yourself and then becoming a victim of your statement in effect it's it's much more helpful to see it as um okay where where is that telling me that there's a bit more work to do or where is that telling me maybe something i'm not aware of in this situation so i think you can even that you can use as a much more of a creative sense of oh that's, yeah yeah that, yeah that's yeah. interesting actually i've i got caught up in like with me you know i've been noticing that um like with val my wife i'm i've been very reactive just because i've been i've been tired i've you know been down on myself a bit of time so i could look at I listen, like I mentioned, I listen to my statement every day and there's parts of that where I, that bit comes up with a vow. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not living into that quite. Yeah. And, and so just been a bit aware of that. And even today, I've just been a bit more aware of that. And um, I managed to shift something I suppose you're doing tomorrow so that we can go off and do something. Um that we haven't just had that opportunity so yeah so i i, I think that <laughs> it's i mean we've got to be that... careful i think with that with the document that it doesn't become something that is too rigid and too fixed and and something that you just almost cr criticize yourself over yeah well, I, th I think it's a, it's a reminder, isn't it, about the non-judgmental—sorry, non-judgmental nature of being. And if we're yes. not careful, we use that as a judgmental thing. So I've already said I wasn't being a good boss. You know, even saying "good boss" has got a judgment to it. But then I'm, you know, I'm I'm rating myself again against that. So yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right that we're trying to create something in a non-judgmental way. But actually, there is a huge risk that it does the opposite. I do think that uh reacting versus creating that for me the way it comes to life best is in our relationships yeah that yeah. we do react <laughs> to the behaviors the thoughts the moods of others either based on their on them and where they're coming from and their sense of of being aware or not or as you wonderfully and honestly described your own sense of sense of being um yeah. and, I, and i think you know like i'm sure many of us can think about a situation maybe in the last few days and weeks or hours where maybe with our significant relationships whatever they might be be a partner a colleague a parent a family member whatever that might be maybe we've reacted either based on us or based on the other individual rather than created or were creating um tricky tricky question steve but I'd be interested in your thoughts 
how do, how do we catch ourselves in the moment? Yeah, I mean, I think it, and it's mentioned to you earlier before we start recording that I, I often in the work I'm doing, people often get little themes that, that seem to emerge. <laughs> it's like maybe because it's more on my consciousness and <clears throat> And I think you're dead right with relationships. I've really, I've had quite a few conversations with people that have been issues to do with relationships, because obviously, in, particularly in sort of business, because everything is done in relationship to other people and collaboration and so on. It's always rich ground for, for challenges around that. It's really interesting, actually, because I think when we're reacting, what you do notice when you step back from it a little bit is that you, we're sort of living more from expectations that we don't even know necessarily that we've consciously created. I think that's the book of law stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah. They yeah. just they just are there, really. And in a way, it's interesting, isn't it? Because they're sort of a shorthand for stuff, you know, like judgments about things. It's it's sort of a it's a shorthand, really. Because if we go, um, yeah, that person's a bit of a micromanager. We've made a judgment, which might be based on something we've seen about them, but then it, it sort of we've we've named something, and then that stops us thinking about that in a way. Now there's a there's a can be a problem with that, but you can also see that us judging and naming things is really helpful sometimes because it then means oh we don't need to think about that. So like if I, I don't know. Um, you know, like a car. I, oh, that's a car. Oh, that's good. Oh, right. Yeah. So I don't have to think about the car because it's like, oh, car. And I know what that, I know what that, I know what that means. Or, um, yeah, I can't think of any other example at the moment, but <laughs> I can sort of see that there's, there's that, that shorthand is a really useful thing to have. <clears throat> But what's well, like a common language, that... a common language that we all understand. Yeah, that, in a know, way, a car's yeah. a car, a burger's a burger. Yeah, that sort of stuff. And then it's like with expectations, it's that you can't go out and get a bucket of expectations. <laughs> okay. But if you say to someone, I was up this joke with a few people said, you know, when they're talking about, well, you know, the ex my uh, the expectations are and blah 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 blah. It's like, oh, right, okay. Well, why do you go out and get a bucket and collect them up? collect the bucket of expectation it's like you know you have a joke about it it's like because of course you can't because they're they don't exist in form so i think what quite often in relationships what you have is one person or party has a certain set of expectations and then another individual has a different set of expectations and often when you're dealing with conflict or difficulties particularly if you get a chance to speak to both parties, you sort of notice that, oh, that's what you're dealing with, is you're dealing with differences in expectations. And of course, because they're they're intangible, they don't exist in form. The risk is if a relationship's a bit tricky, if the communication is not that great, of course, they never quite ground those expectations because they're sort of dealing with the consequences of the expectation rather than dealing with the fundamental problem, which is they're just coming from different perspectives. So I think often in relationships, people then get into this <coughs> um, 
these disagreements about things, which are just symptoms of the fact that they're just coming at it from a from a different perspective. So I think then what what you do if you want to shift from that to creation is that you can then say, okay, we need to understand what the expectations are. So there's a valuable exercise in just get saying, why didn't you capture what your expectations are and the other person can capture what their expectations are? And then you can come together to say, well, let's share that and create some agreements. Let's create some agreements about the those. So turn those expectations into clear agreements with each other about yeah. how we're going to work or who's going to do what or uh, when and how are we going to communicate. Uh, when if we have difficulties and problems arise let's have an agreement about how we resolve that that we that we're both comfortable with so it 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 means you take something that's by its nature intangible and you make it more tangible in the sense of the agreements that that we have and that (laughs) then becomes an act of creation you're creating those agreements with each other yeah yeah and then if things go wrong you know and and we we, you can then have a conversation about the agreement oh that that didn't happen in the way that i thought we'd agreed it would happen let's talk about that and i was thinking that in in a work formal context that that wouldn't feel alien you know that we would not not commonly i think it would be fair to say based on my experiences in the workplace i don't know what you think but actually there's not a lot of people doing doing those those things yeah it outside of work in you know in in our relationships with different people that's probably in i don't know in my mind is it's even less common so without it being so so formal uh, how how do you think that plays out how have you seen it play I, out? well i think it plays out um i mean Val would say this but, so she would say in the past she would say she had um expectations of of how i should be what i should do and then would get frustrated when I didn't live up to those ex- those expectations. Yeah. And I think she's gone on a real journey of realising and realise, you know, and then she'd make all sorts of stories up about, well, maybe he doesn't love me, and you know, all sorts of things that you can get caught up in when you when you get caught up in the expectations and they don't get delivered, they get thwarted in some way. And <clears throat> she's just... she's really she's better than me actually at this where she'll she'll um she'll make a request so if she if she wants me and i've said this to her i said look if there's something you want me to do then request that i do it and i'll i'll either do it or i won't but at least you know where you stand so if i don't know if it's something like um, she's frustrated because I haven't cut the 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 mowed the front lawn or something. I mean, she doesn't yeah, yeah. that anyway. But if if she, if she wants it done and she's not able to do it for some reason, 
she's much more likely to make a request. Oh, Steve, do you think you'd be able to um, mow the front lawn this weekend? And <clears throat> and then I can say, yeah, I, yeah, I can do that. Or no, I can't, I can't do that. And I think sometimes we don't realize the power of just making a request because you know where you yeah, stand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's so, yeah. I see this in work a lot. This often for people is a, not, is a bit of a game changer for some people when they start to realize, oh my God, I live constantly in this sort of sense of expectation. And of course, <clears throat> a lot of people I'm dealing with where they're perhaps struggling or, or a bit stressed, what they don't realize is a lot of those expectations are completely made up, like completely made up in their own mind, that they've they they've never really clarified. And and so once I help them with that distinction between an expectation agreement, and they then go and have that conversation. Can I just, you know, if they're working with someone, you know, working with a more senior person. <coughs> to have that conversation about, can we just agree um, how we're gonna work together or what you need from me? Or how do you like to work? How do you like the communication? Yeah. There are often a lot of people I'm working with are perhaps dealing with partners who are really busy and they've all got different styles and approaches and they just never have that conversation. Yeah. And so, you know, I've had people, <clears throat> that then do a piece of work. Lawyers often work very long hours and into the, you know, into the evening and stuff. And they'll do a piece of work, which they'll then send to a more senior person. And they'll stay in the office until that yeah. person has looked at the work. And it's like, did you did they ask you to do that? Well, no, but but that's just what's expected. It's like, how do you know? Well, well, I, I don't, but surely. And it's like, well, what? why not ask? Yeah. Because, okay, even if you've got it nowadays, you know, with the electronic stuff, even if you do have to, you know, because it's something that's time, time pressured, <laughs> but you could go home and make an agreement that you'll log back in at whatever time when they say they can look at it. And if there's something you need to do, you'll, you'll, you'll do it then. But honestly, people just just stay in and often when you speak to the <clears throat> the person on the other side of it they go well, that's not I, I don't expect people to be doing that no so I think yeah in in our personal lives I, I think you know if if we make if we make a request then what's the what's the what's the downside of it yeah oh i'd love to this weekend i'd love to go and do xyz i'd love to do it with you are you would are you and sometimes like with val like i said she's really much better at this than me in many respects because she'll say oh i'm um i don't know i'm doing something and she'll say it more as you know um, yeah, do you want to come as well? I go, no, I don't. 
don't want to do that, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what is she really saying, Steve? Well, but, but it's much more, I would say, that those requests are very honest. They're very, do you want to or not? And if you don't, that's fine. You're free yeah, okay, to okay. I make that choice. There point. might be certain things that to do with some family stuff that uh, uh, there might be a bit more of a thing that this mu- it's more difficult to say no to. But some, <laughs> but to be honest, some I've had some family stuff that's perhaps people that are more distant family to, to that or more of our sort of inner circle of family <laughs> that. She'll say, oh, yeah, you know, <clears throat> been invited to whatever, this barbecue for something or whatever it might be. You know, would would you like to come? And it's like, no, <laughs> I don't know them. Uh, you've got your sisters going or whatever. I mean, Val's one of four girls, so invariably, you know, they're... And it's like, no, that's, it, you know, because that's your thing. You like you, you like that sort of... I don't. I, that's just not my... That's just not my scene. So it it's yeah. Very often, m- more often than not, that request is a genuine request, and yeah. the answer is the answer is the answer. So there's a real, you know, in a way, that's the. I think the whole point of who we're being is is that we're we're saying it's for ourselves. It's not really for the other person. Mm. It's really saying no. Who who do I want to be in relationship to that situation or to that yeah. to that person? And that and that's the only that's the only question in a way. Yeah, I was thinking when you were talking about request of um, I've been uh, two two teenage daughters. There's plenty of stuff that I have an expectation about that yeah. would happen that doesn't particularly happen. <laughs> like I think it was last week, Florence came back from from a, a camping trip, and uh, you know you don't sleep as well, dear, from a camping trip. And I picked her up and brought brought her and friends home, all the stuff and the paraphernalia you have with with camping and food and leftover. Well, you know, came on in, unpacked the car. There was stuff, you know, in the house, absolutely everywhere. She you know, tired, understandably, from not sleeping, and sort of you know kind of went upstairs and you know chill, chilled out for a good couple of hours and just left the stuff completely <laughs> where it was. And of course, my expectation is that uh, well, actually, if you can go away camping on your own, you can I mean, clean up some stuff, you can put some stuff away, yeah. you know, where all these things are. But as opposed to making a request, I just grumpily tidied it all up, and then like an hour or so later, I made the point to Florence about it, and she was like. Yeah, but all you have to do was ask me. Yeah, if you, if you just asked me, I'd have, I'd have done it. Yeah, um, and I haven't thought about that in that that example until you were talking about the simplicity of a of, of yeah. a request. Yeah, um, yeah. So there we go. And it's Good. so true because I think so often it's are you are you doing it freely? And you know, I've had that conversation with with one of my daughters about um you know if someone asks you to pick them up or something it's like well are you doing that freely and if you're not doing it freely you shouldn't do it 
What do you mean freely? Do you think like I'm doing it grumpily or I'm doing yeah. it with a yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you, yeah, if yeah. you're doing it grumpily, then maybe you shouldn't do it. Yeah. And you know, you might say, well, yeah, but but you know, because it'll cause a problem and whatever. And it's like, well, no, you you can do it from all sorts of different perspectives, but if you're not doing it freely, don't do it. And yeah. it's because I think if it builds up resentment, then that's what creates the reacting. That's the yeah. that's the problem. And so, like going back to my part of my statement, you know, I'm created as God created me to be. I am free. Is partly that it's saying, well, no, you're free. So, if someone makes a request, you can turn it down. And you might say, well, yeah, but they'll be. Well, that's. That's life as well. I mean, you know, you you have to you have to recognize and honor your freedom, but you also have to see that there are consequences to life, and and it's not and life isn't always fair. No, <laughs> no, no, no it's not. things happen. You know, bad things happen to good people, unfortunately. So you you can't expect that. Again, an expectation that, like with me a bit, with my with my back, it's like, well, yeah, but I'm fit and I'm healthy and I walk and da, 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 da. And it's like, so therefore, I shouldn't have a problem. It's like, well, you can expect that all your life. You can <laughs> make, have that sense of righteous indignation or whatever. But it's like, well, but that's life unfortunately mm. and so much of it you don't control yeah well on on that note maybe let's <laughs> let's bring the, bring it bring the conversation to to a close so so we've been thinking deeply today about reacting versus creating and creating from our sense of of being we brought it to life in some lovely, lovely little little examples, I've I've loved the way that you talked about actually just your your, your health at the minute, but, but probably more so about actually that relationship with Val as well, and you know, and some of those practical things. I've, I've loved the notion of 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 a request. I think that's something that I'll certainly take take away from today's conversation. Um, so look, please please get in touch as ever. Um, you know, find find us on Instagram everyday.being, uh, get in touch by the email, which is uh, hello at uh, everydaybeing.co.uk. Uh, check out the website, which is everydaybeing.uk, uh, for where you find all the podcasts and all the blog episodes. Um, Steve, any final comments before we finish tonight? The only thing, just to reiterate, really, which I think we've covered, is just it's not it's not an either or. It's, I think it's more of a pivot for me. So it's okay. a pivot from the reacting, which is going to happen very naturally, as we think we should <laughs> be, be really honest about. And it's the pivot from reacting to creating, I think, is the key thing. Rather than thinking, oh, I should always be create, I should always be in creation. It's really said, no, look, that's not, that's not natural. That's not going to be the case. It's going to be reacting is going to happen. That's a normal part of life that's called being a human being 
but then it's it's can you then pivot that to the creation that's the key part so in a way they go they go together actually but it's that you just pivot from the reaction to the creation is the key key thing to see so that's the only thing i just leave leave people with great mm. thanks steve hope your back is better soon we Thank will catch much. up with you soon and send you the biggest of big loves Take care. Thanks, everyone. Bye.